Hello and welcome to a toast to rom-coms. I am so very excited not to be talking about a teen rom-com today. It feels like it's been forever. I know it's probably been two podcasts, but it still feels like forever. We're adults now. I still don't feel like it, though. <laughs> still don't feel like it. I'm Marie. I'm Allison. We have and a... we n- have a... Fuck. Always, already fucking up, guys. We have a returning guest, second time loan appearance. Welcome back, George. Bullshit. So this is, you heard his fiance, Alice, on the Twilight podcast. Yep. We decided we need to even up the score and have George on. Yeah. Did you miss uh, talking about Twilight? Uh, No. I have seen all those movies, though, in the movie theater. Wow, that's yeah. unexpected. And I, I remembered a lot of details. How can you not? Yeah. Those are like seared in your brain forever. Yeah. But I agree. I think um, Dakota Fanning's, her acting in the movie sucks. Hmm. Kristen Stewart's? Oh, she always sucks. She, what a wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Adventureland? I hated that movie. I just like Kennywood. Yeah, yeah. Because it was in Kennywood. Exactly. So. Yeah. I never saw it. It's dumb. Don't watch it. Okay. Yeah. It's, I like. It, I like Panic Room. Oh, Panic Room's good, but she's too young. Yeah, to, she's young in that. Yeah. 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 She's the kid. Is that Ashley Judd? No. Mm, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. So close. <laughs> <laughs> One's like a sex symbol, and one is not. Yeah. I had the Judd Jode. Ashley Judd's like super hot. Absolutely. Yeah, but I don't consider a sex symbol. I don't know. Winona Judd, not super not, hot. Not so much. Um, what about Naomi? Our piano teacher in Kentucky used to brag all the time that she taught Winona Judd. Oh. Like literally every single practice, she would talk about her. Fun, it's, a, it's a fun story. It's a famous name. I would brag about that. Yeah. My, our 94-year-old piano teacher who made me 90, cry all the time. 92. Well, she's long gone by now. <laughs> That's sad. Well, she lived a ripe old age. She did. She's, yeah. I remember <laughs> you, did, you never went in the first house she was in, I think. I don't remember. Always smelled like fish, like she had yeah. just baked fresh fish. <laughs> oh. It was so bad uh, well without further ado <laughs> let us introduce the movie that we let our guests pick would you like to tell the listeners what we're getting into oh today we're doing how to lose a guy in 10 days classic it is classic that's another one like you forget little things, and then as you start watching it, it all comes back. It was like watching The Simpsons to me. I'm like, oh, that line is from this movie. Oh, this is from that movie. And every time I watch The Simpsons, it's the same thing. I was like, oh, that line is from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. Classic early aughts rom-com. Um, really loved seeing all the teeny sunglasses. I debated about wearing them for the podcast. <laughs> But I wouldn't be able to see because I'm not wearing contacts. <laughs> Do you like those sunglasses? I have no. A, I have a pair. That you, okay. that you wear unironically? Yeah. Oh, okay. My, 
So she says she calls them her like Lennon sunglasses. They're tiny. They're not small. No, no, no. They're regular sized sunglasses. I said it. They're the ones that Kate Hudson wore on the rooftop in this movie. When they're drinking the pink drink? Yeah. Yeah. Except yours are bigger. No, they're same size. My face is smaller. (laughs) (laughs) We need to measure. Yeah. How how tall is Kate Hudson's face? (laughs) KateHudson at gmail.com. Dear Kate, can I get a measurement of your head circumference? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I bet that would not be the weirdest question she had. No, probably not. Uh, Why don't you give us the facts so we can start drinking the drink? That sounds great. Even though it's not a big one. Ours look pretty big. Did you make yours into a shot? I did three ounces. Yeah, it's one ounce, one ounce, one ounce. But I use a shot glass, not the actual official measure. Uh So it's always a little bit bigger. I can't wait for her to hold this thing up and see how big it is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days came out in 2003. What a time. It stars Kate Hudson, (laughs) Matthew McConaughey, um, Adam Goldberg, Catherine Hahn, Annie Parisi, who knows? And then Tom Lennon. Um, it was directed by Donald Petrie. And then it was written by Michelle Alexander and Jeannie Long. That is the book. But the screenplay writers, Kristen Buckley, Brian Regan. That's not like the same one. Not that Brian Regan. No. Just making sure. You never know. And Burr Steers, which is a great name. (laughs) How do you spell that first name? B-U-R-R. As in Aaron Burr. Okay. Steers, as in cows. You said it, and it sounds like burst ears. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I heard that. It's kind of... Sorry, I'm I'm just marveling over that there were three people working together on the screenplay. I don't know. It just seems like a lot. I think if you have, like, touch-ups, you get credit. And so maybe if they did like, oh, okay. okay, if someone had to help them talk about basketball for some stupid reason, they're like, oh, you get credit. That's mm-hmm. fair. Also, I really like Tom Lennon's IMDb picture. That's a handsome looking falconry. I'll man. take a screenshot and send it to you, Marie. Uh, he's posing with an owl. I wonder if that's his pet. Like Salma Hayek has a pet owl. I wonder if that's his pet owl. I don't know. They use it for Halloween because the Lennons are super into Halloween. I didn't know that. What was he on? He's on Comedy Bang Bang. He used to be on that. Reno 911. Reno 911. He used to be on that Chris Hardwick game show that we liked. Like me and Oh, at midnight? Yeah, he was on that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And he was always really funny. Isn't he on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, that is Joe Latrulio. Oh, they look really a lot alike. No, they don't. Marry a single bit. But you knew who I meant, so they'd have to look like a little bit. Well, I didn't think you were talking about Terry Crews. I think she just no. went off of the JL. <laughs> Joe Latrulio, Tom Lennon. Oh. <laughs> I have no idea why. You, I don't know why you th- knew who she was talking about. I don't know either. It's we, We're connected. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Marie, do you want to talk about this drink? 
So the drink also picked by our guest today is called the Bullshit. Bullshit. And it is, wow, yours is large. It's also layered. Um, so Mine didn't get as layered. The, it's one shot Red Bull, one shot gin. They said slow gin, and then it said origin in parentheses, so I just used gin. And one shot hypnotique. I was just saying hypnotic. Yeah, I would have said it, hypnotic. But it is spelled like weird. Yeah, hypnotique okay. would be the good way to uh, sound it out. I mean, phonetic. Yeah. <laughs> Every, everyone on this podcast knows I can't pronounce things. I can't either. The oh, I like that you brought a second drink. I just noticed that. I was like, I stared at that Modelo the whole time and I was like, how long has that been there? And then it just clicked that you brought it up. Oh, yeah. No, I brought it up. Oh, nice. I'm going to crack it on this mic. It'll be great. Bernard said the word. You Did you read? I don't know how big of a reader you are, George, mm-hmm. but... Sorry, I forgot your name. Um, Red Rising, there's that character name, Telemachus. I read that, and I don't remember that. I don't know. Bernard said the name Telemachus today, and I said, <laughs> I've been saying it Telemachus yeah. this whole time. I said, I said a lot of Harry Potter names wrong until yeah, that movie. A lot of Lord of the Rings names wrong until I heard someone else say them. So. Yeah. Uh, the reason mine is layered, I used a regular Red Bull for George, but my, I myself, like, actually, I love Red Bull, but I like sugar-free le- Red Bull. It's like the mm-hmm. only sugar-free drink that I like, so I think that's why mine's layered. Okay. So it's like you're right. in sitting, sitting on top of blue. Cheers. 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 Tastes like Red Bull. It tastes like Gatorade and Red Bull. I think it's fine. I Whatever the blue shit is. Marie hates it. Do you hate it? I don't like it. Right. But it's just, it's, I'm not cringing. It's just no. kind of like. It's not undrinkable, but it doesn't. You know, I, I don't want to order this. If I Mm-mm. needed to wake up, I would order it. Order it. What's slow gin? So, Marie asked me this question. I've had slow gin once, and I didn't like it. It's like a red gin that's made with a specific type of, like, fruit, but it has a very bitter aftertaste. Yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. And It would have made an interesting color with the blue. But then the Red Bull would have been yellow. So, it just would have been, like, a brown Red, blue, yellow. Yeah, I guess so. I was looking at it because I thought Red Bull was clear, but it made my blue different. So, yeah, yeah I, I didn't know what color Red Bull was. It's like a dehydrated urine color. Delicious. I've only ever seen it mixed with Jägermeister, so I don't know <laughs> what Red Bull really looks like. Oh. Otherwise, it's just out of the can, and I've never looked at it. Um. Yeah, Red Bull's my go-to. Coffee's not going to cut it. Drink. This is my first time drinking Red Bull. Oh. Yes. I always tell Allison I don't like it, but it's a lie. I've never tasted it. <laughs> what What did you have it for at the Twilight podcast? It's for caffeine. Just, oh, just to have. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, what if we just want to rage, which no. I just knew we bought some. 
And then there you go. Uh, but Alice bought the coconut berry one. Yeah. And they're delicious. Flavored Red Bull better than plain Red Bull. Flavored Red Bull is actually very good. They have yeah. an apple kiwi one that's very good. I've had the blue one. It's good. Yeah, that's a good one too. Anyway, we digress. As usual. But no, I love this drink, actually. It's really growing on me because it just tastes like a sweet flavored Red Bull. I think I could put it away right now. Like, yeah. just drink the whole thing on accident. Yeah. Because it just tastes like Red Bull. Yeah. Wow. Well, I hope it wakes me up. It'd be good to Before get a little go, go. energy kick. It should. Um. Okay, I have a quiz. Spell McConaughey. Because <sighs> I had to write it three times and I gave up. Why did you have to write it three times? When I wanted to talk about him instead of calling him his... Oh, can we talk about the movie yet? Or should I wait? Well, how about you go ahead and summarize it and then we'll get there. Okay. Uh, How to Lose a Guy 10 Days, uh, if you've been living under a rock, is about a writer who writes a how-to column and she ends up doing a How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days column. It's one of my favorite kind of movies where the title uh, summarizes the movie. So the guy that she picks has also placed a bet with his coworkers that he can make a woman fall in love with her in 10 days to get a big account. Classic. The old classic mix-up. The classic classic CC Winston mess around. <laughs> what? New girl. Uh, oh, I was like, who's C period C period? It's like a name. What was the name that we said we liked last night? Oh, E.H. Leonard. Wait. Yeah, e- something, something like that. I don't e- oh, E.H. Block or oh, E.L. Block. L.H. Block Thank you. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> he in- helped invent the diabetic pump. Wow. Well, good for him. Supposedly. He yeah. probably made a lot of money. He was a terrible teacher. But C.C. Winston is a great alias. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever publish a novel, it'll be under the pseudonym C.C. Winston. <laughs> I hope you publish a novel. <laughs> Copyright. It's mine. Can't use it anybody. <laughs> um, so if I had to spell McConaughey, and you can just stop me, and we'll see if Allison can make it farther, because I know I can't do right. it. I can't. No, you can't look it up, Allison. I, I didn't. I wrote it down in my notes yesterday. Like, I spelled it from memory, and it's, like... How you wanted to. Probably four letters short. All right, Marie, do it up. M-C-C-H-O-U-N... O H E Y. That is incorrect. I wanted you to be like the spelling bee kids and like (laughs) pretend right on something. There's a lot of letters. Okay, go for it, Allison. So I know this is wrong, but what I wrote yesterday, it's M C C O N A H E Y. That was much closer. Really? M C C O N A U G H E Y. McConaughey. A- Wait, can you? I'm sorry. Can you do it one more time? <laughs> I actually need to write it. M C C O N A U G H E Y. There's a G in there. Yeah, G H E Y. Wow, it's weird. All right. 
But yeah, I wrote it once and I was like, I'm just going to call him double M from now on. MM. Uh, I also have questions as we go through my notes here that I would like to ask you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I love this movie. After you did the summary, I love this movie, but it is my second favorite Kate Hudson movie about journalism. <laughs> oh, no. Don't say it. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> no. no, that movie is awful. Georgia's must contest. Mo- uh, Georgia's most contested favorite movie is Almost Famous. Yes. And I really don't like it. It's a horrible movie. It is not, it is not a romantic comedy. It's just a film, but it's very good. It's a film about a boy. Oh, no, that's a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Standing in front of a girl, asking her to love him. So were you really excited to see Catherine Hahn at the beginning of this movie? Did you know she was in it? Did you remember? Yes. I did remember. And I don't know. She looks the same, but she also looks really different to me. Yeah. I thought she had a little um, Paul Rudd energy of being younger, but looking exactly the same. I think yeah. it was the hair. Oh, about her hair. Uh, she parts it in the middle. And Kate Hudson parts it on the side. Isn't that a thing you guys talk about as middle parts in millennials or some shit? Are you talking about in the movie? Yes. But Kate Middle... Nope, not Kate Middleton. That's different Kate. Kate Hudson had it... She switched it up. Yeah, she did switch it up. She had a lot of hairstyles. But most of the time, it was like that... Not side, but like... Three-quarter line. It's off-center? Okay, cool. Yeah. But Catherine Hahn was straight down the middle. Yeah. That was a very big thing in the early aughts. Isn't it back now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you call it the early aughts? Yeah, that's a thing. Wow. I like it. I didn't make it up. That's a fun new slang term for me. Good. Add to your repertoire. I'll I'll be using that from now on. Can't wait. That's a lot of pressure. You're going to have to wait. <laughs> Too much pressure. Um... Uh- Go ahead. Nope, I don't have anything to say. I was just feeling dead air. <laughs> okay. Um, I also really like this movie, but I always feel like it's too long by like 20 minutes. I completely agree with you. 10 minutes in, I hit pause to see how long it was. I was like, oh, this is an hour 55. That's I feel like, like a little too long. Two hours for a rom-com is too long. I, I don't know where they could have cut out. So maybe we'll we can figure that out as we talk about it, but it was just too long. And I remember thinking that the first time I watched it. Yeah. So I I just I don't know. I could spitball a couple cuts. Okay. But I think it only saved like two minutes. The the joke about the Celine Dion concert, like the tickets. Like the fake out. It's funny, yeah. but it's like, does that really, what does it add to this? Oh, I liked it. Oh, I love Celine Dion, so I'm all about the reference. But <sighs> could they cut out how long the scene in the vegetarian restaurant was? Uh, like cut down. Yeah. Does that add to anything? I don't know. I don't think so. That make that makes a little bit of sense, and that feels there. like a very two thousand and three joke. Yes, like ba- ragging on vegetarians and healthy eating and shit like that. Now we just rag on vegans. Yeah, well, that's the, weird. The Uber, <laughs> the Uber at most person. 
I would say cut out some related to that, but Catherine Hans wallowing in the beginning. I also had some continuity problems with that scene. I think you needed that to introduce the pitch for the column. Yeah. I needed I needed them to have it be an hour before the meeting, not 30 minutes before the meeting, because there's no way time-wise that that can happen. It took her, it took Andy 15 minutes to get to Catherine Hunt's apartment, so that would leave them 15 minutes to get back for the meeting. She gets dressed, she does her makeup, they go over, and they're there in time. That doesn't make any sense at all. Are you it's, saying are you saying it's a little unbelievable? I am saying it's a little <laughs> unbelievable. Are you saying I had huge problems with that? Are you saying that it's like Game of Thrones time? <laughs> it has to be. Always <sighs> comes back to Game of Thrones. Can't I, let it go. <sighs> I guess they were a drug on there. Yeah. Genji ran all the way back and said, <laughs> Hey, this relationship <laughs> is really bad. Let's write about it. <laughs> So watching this movie and like taking notes, there were so many things where I was like, oh, God, like this is like super cringy. This is very like I hate that this is how they're representing like a woman like Michelle, like Catherine Hahn's character. It's like, ugh. sometimes when you dissect a rom-com, it's hard to like the rom-com after you're done with it. And this might be one of them. It was tough, for sure. Definitely dated with the uh, stereotypes and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I was even turned off of Andy, like our first introduction to her, where she's complaining about her job and writing for this magazine. And I thought she sounded like an asshole, like saying, oh, I'm from Columbia. This writing's beneath me. Meanwhile, you're able to live in New York on your salary from this magazine. You should be grateful that you got this and happy with your job instead of saying you're too good for it. Honestly, that didn't bother me. When, like, when was Sex in the City? Around this time. Okay. Like I didn't what? know like the column writer... If that's just like the go-to fun thing for like a New York. romance things or what? if one inspired the other. Is it like 98 to oh? So it was first, Sex and the City? Yeah. Was it was like 90s? I think so. 98 to oh five. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, that makes sense because those movies came out late high school. Mm-hmm. I don't know but how I-, I was allowed, but I saw the first one in the theater. I would be very surprised if, along with that, that the magazine writers weren't allowed to freelance or do some other type of writing along with the magazine writing, as long as one didn't interfere with like the the due dates with the other one. Mm-hmm. It's like, go ahead and write it. Just try to sell it to someone else. Uh, to answer anybody's question, it was 98 to 2004, Sex and the City. Way to go. You were pretty dead on. Thanks. It's gonna come in handy sometime in my life, in my career. Oh, Confucius say, "Man who learned to masturbate come in handy." <laughs> That's so dumb. <laughs> you never heard that before. <laughs> never heard that before. You're welcome. 
Are you going to add that to your repertoire, Marie? I don't think I am. I don't think Bernard needs to hear that one. He has enough bad jokes. <laughs> Sorry, can't. my air conditioning kick just kicked on, if you can hear it. I can't. Nothing like Bedford Springs air conditioning, so it's yeah. okay. <laughs> well, I started off with unbelievability, guys. Sorry, I jumped into it. So, No, I dig it. George, do you want to continue? Yeah, um... I don't think this is the most egregious, unbelievable movie, but I'm willing to be have my mind changed. the The thing that jumped out to me was after the the Knicks game when they got a cab in two seconds. I was like, okay, I understand this is to move the plot along, but you don't get a cab that easily after a Knicks no. game in downtown New York. <laughs> no, that's a really good call. But. See, and that's something I never would have picked up on because to me, New York streets like not having only been there once for a day i just figure that there's taxis just like going down the streets non-stop willing to pick people up and it's, and it's easy to do they probably do sit there like the airport like they're ready for big events to let out but i don't know just it there's no one around you could tell it's it's difficult honestly to get a taxi i think i've only done it a couple times because uber exists now so, like, you don't have to, like, flag one down. Mm-hmm. But I can see it being hard. What do you got? Um, When Andy is looking for her culprit at that bar to get started on, she starts talking to that guy, and he very clearly has a wedding ring on. And I'm like, you're not looking around at people's fingers. Like, if you're that age, you're in that big city, like, if you're looking for a dude... You got to look at the finger first, right? You got to look at that finger. You got to look I'm, at I'm it. always looking at fingers in movies or in, in real people. Just the, you know, like, are they, are you married? Or are you yeah. together? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I mean, I do it in real life too. I'm just curious. Like you look at somebody and you're like, oh, do you have a ring on? Yeah. But they, they immediately address that, right? They say, he's married. Why are you doing that? And she goes, no, no, not him. The other guy. Yeah. But, but like, she was so surprised whenever his wife came up. But mm-hmm. he had a wedding ring on Clear's Day. So that was like my kind of unbelievable. Like you look for that. I guess in this situation you would look for that. I'm not I don't check out though the fingers <laughs> like you guys. So but if you're looking for a guy to date, I would think that would be your first because if he's hitting on you, that's also like a huge warning sign. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to to not date him. A lot of flags at once. <laughs> um i had a hard time with how katherine hahn's character you guys had already touched upon it like a hard time believing how broken up she was over this guy they dated a week and i do not blame that guy if she truly acted like that for breaking up with her because that is seriously psycho behavior i agree with you actually that's a good call because that was my first unbelievability was related it was i would never risk losing my job over a breakup and in all caps below what i said especially if it was only a week yeah it's really playing on some female trope that sucks people aren't into anymore yeah she is not a strong independent woman um i had one of when they were in the bar at the or the restaurant for like the mixer dinner whatever that company thing was um, Matthew McConaughey was drinking a Budweiser. That just doesn't feel like a 
a fancy drink? They drink Budweiser throughout this entire movie. It was the only beer they drank. And that's what I noticed. And I was like, oh, it's the sponsor for the movie on top of all the other sponsors that are blatantly Wayne's World 2 labeled in this movie of just... Sky Vodka was a big one. Uh-huh. It was just like sitting on the table. Yeah. Pizza Hut, when they bring it to poker night or whatever, they just yeah. plop it plain as day. All I could think of is, this is like George's wedding, only Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how you guys felt about this, but I was like, this old guy in advertising. Advertising is like a pretty high-risk, lot-of-pressure business. And he's taking the largest like ad thing in the world on a bet over whether this one guy could make someone fall in love. It was like, is a guy in the advertising business really going to say, okay, if you can get this girl to love you, you can have this like really expensive ad account. Excellent point. Never thought about that. Is that some like corporate I'm going to, maybe he was comfortable with the, the two women running the account because it was between them and Matthew McConaughey's team, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he's comfortable with both of them. And he thought, oh, if I can um, inspire them through a bet, that'll bring the best out of them. Because that's that old school dumb shit of, oh, I'm going to make you compete for it and see who really wants it. Cutthroat kind of mad men stuff. Yeah. I don't I think it's good. Th- You're right. <laughs> but in defense of the old man. Yeah. That's a good call. I was more caught into he really is comfortable with the cleavage the girl was showing him in the bar. That was so cringy. It was awful. And he was hypnotized. I know. He was just staring down because well, I don't know. I don't remember what she was wearing a diamond necklace, she was right? Like she was just raising like, the side of yeah, like to show off her necklace, like petting her breasts. Yeah. Breast. And he was just watching her fingers going back and forth, like ooh. gross. He was being inspired to frost himself. Do you like that line? Does it work for you? Frost yourself? It's so fucking dumb. I like the idea of like, you don't need a man or anybody to buy diamonds for you. If you want them, go buy them yourself. But I don't like the verbiage frost yourself. Because when you said frost yourself, I immediately thought of like a cum joke. Yes, that's exactly what I thought of. What's more PC, jizz or cum? I'm more comfortable with ha, jizz, comfortable. but I think that's wrong. <laughs> comfortable, I just uh, got it. <laughs> jizz, jizz sounds like PP. Yeah, like that kind of level of body part names. Like well, you say, thanks for that insult. I mean, if you prefer me saying ejaculate or semen. Yeah, I guess semen is the penis vagina official and objective and jizz is like saying bang yeah or i don't know i'm really glad that we yeah dissect the hard-hitting questions yep i'm it's okay you can use whatever term you want it's not on my no no list of saying i'm just i'm gonna say frost from now on (laughs) (laughs) hey alice get ready for my frosting (laughs) gross do you like it when movies and stuff use alliterated names love it i don't care uh, it's such a like comic book thing to me because they do it 
I, I feel like they do it the most, but her being Annie Anderson and him, Benjamin Barry. Peter Parker. That's the only one I can think of. I think that's why Bruce I like Banner, it because it reminds Miles me Morales, of like a superhero. Sue Storm. Yeah. Clark Kent. I know it's not the same letter, it but it's yeah. like alliteration. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just that kind of stuff. But this movie did it right away with both of the main characters. Yeah. I found it I, as a woman, I found it hard to believe that even if you're doing it for your job, that you wouldn't leave with a dude after a 15 converse, 15 second conversation of like one word sentences. I was wondering how you guys felt about that too, because I think you are supposed to find that one like word a piece conversation cute, but then she leaves with him and I w- did not think it was adorable. I was more like this guy could be a psycho. Yeah, it was definitely a, we're with each other for looks because we're both attractive people. And the fact that that kind of pickup stuff works annoys the shit out of me all the time. Yeah, I wasn't. Or that they try to tell people that it does work. I wasn't comfortable with it at all. Would you have been more comfortable doing that if you then went outside and the guy had a motorcycle to take you to the restaurant on? I am so glad that you brought that up because that was my next note in all caps. And you were wearing a short skirt. And straddling said stranger. Well, she wasn't straddling the stranger. Well, I mean, you're, you are you got to like get close. Yeah, you got to bump it up against him. <laughs> now, to <laughs> bump it up against him. you're not straddling him. him. To some degree, is he a stranger? Were they at a corporate event? Not together. But they, it was, wasn't it like a, a mixer no. or something like that? For no, that. it was just a bar. It was like a big rom-com coincidence. They went to the same bar to find a guy as the diamond meeting happened to be. Got it. Yeah. Because apparently there's only one bar for professionals in New York City. There's no other choices. And it's what? Mullins. Is that what it was called? Mm Mm-hmm. How did you find that out? Subtitles, baby. I listened to it, too. Maybe They said the name of it? Yeah. Like twice. You pick up (laughs) shit. I obviously not. Not if you're George or me. What's uh I think we're on George. What's your next? Uh I might be tapped out. What? I don't I told you I don't find it that unbelievable. <laughs> he did say that. I was there. That's kind of shocking. Like there were so many things. Maybe it's just because of being a woman, there's so many things where I was like, nope. Well I I think you can nitpick the hell out of it and like pull stuff but at some point it's just like eh, they're gonna get away with these things because it's a rom-com in 2003 i have a question for you it could relate to unbelievability but it's just mostly a general question so you know how andy leaves her purse at his house for him to find the next tickets yes would you be comfortable with rifling through a woman's purse in 2021 yeah yeah I'm only saying this because I would look through it to see if it had her address or now a phone or some way to get in contact with them. Okay. I'm not going to dig through all the nooks and crannies, but I know you're not supposed to look through a person. I like, I wouldn't go through your purse right now. 
I don't need to. <laughs> our father was always very like, even if like our mother was like, can you just get this out of my purse? He'd be like, no, I'm not going through your purse. He's like very big about it. Why did he think he was going to find? Tampons. Ugh, the dreaded. No, tampon. I'm kidding. I don't know. It was just a big privacy thing for him. It, I guess it was like a very 1950s kind of a thing. I don't know. But he was very adamant. Even now, he doesn't like going through. I'm glad that I don't have to deal with that line of thinking because it's a waste of time for me to have to go back and forth to my purse. That's why I don't even carry a purse half the time anymore. I was going to say, are you, are you big purse people? I have a lot of purses. Same. But I don't really carry them because all you do is load shit in there and then your shoulders hurt. Honestly, like the strap digs in and you're leaning to one side. So you start hurting. It's not worth it. I use them to complete outfits and like I'm going out for a night and I'll put a lipstick in there and then I try to find the lipstick that I want again. I have no fucking clue where it is. And it frustrates me every time. Yeah. When I see someone with a purse and I was like, oh, do you have a bandaid? And they don't have one. I'm like, what are you carrying that thing for? Why don't you have like a, why don't you have like some weird supplies that people might want? Fashion. It's just to complete the look. Growing up, my mom, <laughs> all it was just a catch-all for change. And the purse would get heavy and heavy and heavy because you put too much change in it. And then you just slowly empty it out. And that's all it is. It's just a catch for change. For me, that was a big thing. And I used to pay for a lot of shit with change back when I carried purses all the time. It used to drive James nuts. I was very big on Counting out quarters change. on the counter. Uh, I would give toll people like nickels and dimes. <laughs> I still do that because even though I just carry a wristlet now, it's still weighed down with change. So I always pay with exact change if I have like actual cash to give people. I use my credit card for everything. There's a national change shortage. So they appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm doing my part. America thanks you for your service. I'm such a patriot. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a vaccine. So I am. Boo. Boo. Uh, Anti-vaxxers. Suck my dick. I don't know if it's unbelievable. Um, they let Matthew McConaughey keep his accent. Do you ever... Have you ever seen him without his accent? No. Yeah. No. And I'm okay with that. I wish they would just let people speak in their native tongue. Like um, like uh, how they couldn't find a way to let Doctor Strange be British and they make him speak in a fake American accent. British people do American accents better than Americans do British accents. But Completely agree. But when they make people drop their accents, I'm like, no, just write in that you're from Texas and you moved to New York City. That's very believable. And that's basically what they did. Because when they meet his mom and dad, they have accents. Oh, that's a good call. So I was I, I was interested to see that. And that's then they did. That's so. a good call. How you move from Texas to Staten Island, I don't know. But I feel like Staten well, Island his, people are born and bred. His I dad guess. was in the Navy. Oh, so I thought that. that was how they arranged that. You're right. Because they show the picture on the wall and they address it. Boom. And they said, oh, we moved around. This is why they had three screenwriters. <laughs> this is it. They said, <laughs> we might have some heirs, but discontinuity for the family? No, that's not it. <laughs> we can't figure out how long it takes to travel to someone's apartment, get changed, wash your face, and put makeup on and make it back. But we got how they got the accents. Boom. I thought it'd be interesting to go over this movie of dissect each day since it's 10 days and they, it plays out over the 10 days and see like what's the shitty thing that happened on each day or whatever but i lost track of it because 
the middle gets very blurry. Yeah. It's hard to tell. Like after day four, I lose track. Right. Because then that's an interesting thought. Because I don't know if it's good to talk about this now or later, but it's interesting. Who do you think is the worst person, him or her? Or do you think they're both equally in the wrong? They're both equally in the wrong. I agree with I, Allison. I think they're equally. And and I get that. But if I had to pick, I think it's more her. Because she was only being a dick on purpose to write her column. He, yes, it was a bet. But he was only being as nice as he could be. Which maybe wouldn't be as genuine because he's faking being nice. But he did. He took her home. Like, that's pretty intense. So... I don't know. I think she was maybe more in the wrong, but at the same time, they're both. I mean, she was pretty diabolical. That poker night was insane. Is that your most egregious um, event of hers? Yeah. Mine is the end of the Knicks game. Going to get that drink with like 10 seconds left. You already watched that whole game together. You know you're both super into the Knicks. Mm. How does he not pick up that she is doing that to him? And like, how does she get away doing that? I had a problem with how she did that as well. But I had a larger problem. Don't the concession stands yes. shut down in the last quarter? So I found that completely unbelievable. He wouldn't be able to buy a Coke at that time. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's very interesting. They do it at Pirates games, right? Like I, they shut down. After I think seventh, seventh inning of yeah. a nine inning game. I think that's when you're, you're done. Hmm. Maybe it's only beer. That would make sense. But I'm not sure. I don't know. I just know I'm not yeah. buying snacks at the end of a game. <laughs> I'm sticking with they shut down all concession stands. I think that point. is right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, seriously, you can't wait a minute. It goes so fast in basketball. But it's, I agree with you. It's so funny because she's like, Ben, I'm parched. <laughs> I'm so thirsty. I just I think it's funny. Uh, they did a good job of balancing the cringe with the funny. Like a lot of these things that happened, like whenever she came and like put all of her shit in his house, like the bears and the blankets and whatever. And the feminine hygiene products. Oh my God. It's funny. It should be cringy, but it actually mostly is funny. When she goes to the CD player, shout out to old CD players with like five and six. I wrote that to you. Uh, and she's like, she said all the artist names or whatever, and she's like, the gang's all here. I thought that was funny. <laughs> I was thinking, what woman brings CDs to her boyfriend's apartment and loads his CD player with them? Uh, a psycho back- one who's trying to lose him in 10 days. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> when he confronts her in the elevator and he's like, or done, you're crazy. You're like, what happened to you? You're being crazy. I'm like, is this movie setting a weird precedent for everybody to think they're right in the relationship? Like if James was being like, like you thought he was being crazy. Would you be like, is he Kate Hudson? Like me and right now, is he like being crazy on purpose? Is he no. trying? It, it's to enabling you to him. think you're right. No, it's not. no? All right. <laughs> no, but I feel like we have a pretty good balance where like, if I'm wrong or if he's wrong, we'll admit it later oh, you know who's terrible at admitting they're wrong me <laughs> oh so okay yeah me too if i'm wrong absolutely 
Uh, I'm wrong. I'll, I'll admit it eventually, but I, I, I'll sit there till I'm blue in the face trying to defend something stupid. <laughs> you know what I thought was unbelievable? Like, that relates to her redecorating. Like, I thought it was wild as a woman to have Vagisil front and center in, in the medicine cabinet. That's not like a daily product. That's like a, oh, shit, I need this, like, in the moment. That's why you have it on hand in case you become a no, oh, no. <laughs> in my entire, like, female adult life, I think I've bought it once because I only needed it once. And I since thrown it away because it was like, you just don't keep that. You don't bring it to your boyfriend's house to keep just in case, unless you're having sex in hot tubs all the time. Maybe I don't what, know. What does it do? It's just like, if you have a yeast infection, it's for the itching. Yeah. That's it. So hopefully you don't have a yeast infection all the time, especially if you're staying at your boyfriend's house. Right. That's not going to spring up on you. No, hopefully it's not. <laughs> So I found and that. then his and then his reaction to it, like the screaming and stuff, is like, "Calm down! You are at least thirty-eight years old in this movie. You have seen tampons before." I that was another question I had for you guys: is how old do you think they are in the movie? Like, what did what did I, the writers think? I, I looked it up. How old they would have been filming the movie? Oh, tell. But so Catherine Hahn was thirty in this, and I think Kate Hudson was like twenty-four. Because she, this was three years after Almost Famous. And in that, she's very young. She's like 20. Okay. How old was Matthew McConaughey? I didn't look him up because he's probably too old. That classic, that classic old man, young woman thing that they get no, away with. I think Matthew McConaughey is just like an older looking dude. Well, when was um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High? 70s? No, 80s. Hang on. I'm looking. And he was a stoner at least 18 year old in that he is f- i'm i'm with you or george fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> i i thought he was at least i thought he was supposed to be like 35 in this and i thought she was supposed to be like 28 she he was 34 okay and also not to shit on their careers but she's just writing a column for a magazine he is like high up competing for a big account for his firm or whatever so he's probably been at his job longer. That's a good call. I would think. That makes sense to me. Because she was still trying to establish herself as the writer and get right. to write about new stuff. Do you guys ever yeah, watch um, you watch Cheers? No. Oh. Yes. So were you excited to see BB North? I think she's so gorgeous. <laughs> it, I do. Anna. In a scary oh. pale woman way. <laughs> I don't, I just really like, I really like her. I think she has a great voice. I like her aesthetic with the dark hair and the very, very, very fair skin. Yeah. I just, and the dark, and the bright lipstick. I think she's great. Yeah. She has a, a well established like persona and she handles it well. Yeah. I loved when she came out wearing the tiara at the, <laughs> at the Delauer thing. I was like, that's perfect for her. Did you like the old lady's red wig? No, I could uh, not figure out whether it was a wig or supposed to be like a feather hat. I think it was supposed uh, to be a feather hat because it. Cause looked, you could see you could see your hair her come out the back. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was it was bizarre. Yeah, 
Yeah, the whole the whole bringing stuff over to the apartment. You talked about the vagisil, but I was like looking at it. She brought over hand towels for the bathroom, a toilet seat cover. Like that's extreme and a lot of money to just be buying stuff for a toothbrush. Okay. Those are all those are all expenses for work. She wrote them off. For the article. (laughs) Even if she like took a drawer and put like some underwear pajamas or whatever, I could see that. Still terrifying for like a guy, I think. If you're on day three of dating. (laughs) If you're on day three. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure that was like day three or four. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely uh, early on. I also think that he could have sued his super for giving her a key. I, that's what I was just about to say. It's like, what yeah. kind of superintendent in New York City would have this person come up and say, I need a key? What did she say to get that? Because I don't think there was much she could have said. I agree. I. What did she do? <laughs> Well, do you think she could have been honest with the guy and be like, look, this is for work. No. I'm going to give it back. Okay. No. Do you? No. Scratch that. She, she definitely played the card of, oh, I'm his wovey dovey girlfriend. I need the key so I can surprise him. And they just let her well, get away with it. It worked with his mom. His mom bought it hook, line, and sinker. Her if, whole act. If you're having poker with your friends and your significant other of four or five days comes over and ruins the hell out of it. Would you like, you're, if you're the friend, would you tell your friend like who's dating this person that they're crazy? Yeah. Yeah. Four or five days? Well, yeah. I guess two of them, two of them were invested in the bet. Yeah. And that's, that they make him, make him go after him. But everyone else is just like, oh, oh, this isn't our place. We're not going to say anything. But did you notice how pissed the one guy was? The one that, uh, white guy with the blue shirt on curly hair yes he would kept looking around like is this shit for real yeah. what yeah. is happening this is my <laughs> poker game I loved when she made them all put out the cigars and like no 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 <laughs> yeah she even made the noise did you read the IMDB about this yes yeah and they said a lot of that stuff was improv and like her throwing the carrots and stuff like the veggie tray she just did on the spot that's like, I'm pretty impressed by that because, y- you know, I think she was a very good comedic actress. Yeah. And she made a lot of that shit up. Yeah. What do you think happened to Crawl? Crawl, the dog? This is like my biggest thing. Obviously, I'm going to really sink my teeth into this part of the story because that was wild. And at the, that point, I got pissed because I was like, all right, it's not just a fucking love fern or whatever. Now you have like an innocent life on the line. <laughs> That's another chalk on her side for being the worst in this because she gave a living creature to him and good on him for actually taking care of it. Like they show several times of him coming home and feeding crawl and stuff like that. I mean, he did give him some bud. Yeah. Which was not great. Yeah. Pouring the beer out into the bowl. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> but like that. <laughs> The sink is right there. How is the beer easier than the sink? It's right there. But dude, that fucking sucks. Like, in my head, I was like, man, like, I hope she borrowed it or something. Like, because now it's just Ben's and he has to get dog food. He has to get chew toys. He has to take it to the vet. He has to take care of it. Take it outside. Like, that's a very large commitment for like a 
very busy man. <laughs> I didn't see it at Staten Island, guys. <gasps> Home did they, alone. Did they kennel the dog? They were gone the whole weekend. They were. Oh, Jesus. That poor dog. Probably just put a, a whole beer in a bowl and, <laughs> you know, just emptied out the whole food bag and let him do his thing. That's right. They were hoping he couldn't eat it all in 48 hours. But if you know dogs, they can. I bet the adoption rates for Chinese crested dogs went way up after this movie. Is is that what that dog is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of hairless animals. Hairless animals. No, it was hideous. Like, which I think was supposed to be the gag too. Yeah. And like cats and stuff. I just, I just feel bad. Me too. I always think that they're really cold. Yeah. (laughs) Like you always see like those. What are they? The Sphinx cats or whatever. Like, yeah. You always see them wearing sweaters and stuff. Oh, this dog had the sweater. Yeah, he did. Whatever that. Yeah. MJF sweater thing that he had on. Um, yeah, the dog really upset me. Really hope that it's okay. Uh, I thought the whole Delauer gala where they went up on stage, that whole thing was completely unbelievable because they both would have been sacked immediately. Completely agree. Although I don't, Mrs. Delauer was really enjoying that whole scene. So maybe not. She loved the song. She was clapping. She felt special. She liked Ben. I think they had a little clout in the room at that point because both of their bosses knew who they were. She was specifically chosen for that diamond from the dude. And so I think everyone was a little curious. Oh, because he was... Oh, no. She she stole the mic mm-hmm. and called him up. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that was my cringe moment of, uh, I hate it when stuff like that. But Yeah, I don't care how drunk you are like you're not doing that and uh, she when really, you're a professional she really got into that song I, I, I guess it was all for the magazine like how could she get him to break up with her at that moment well that did it the music in this movie was all over the place it was awful the first two songs were like generic something I've never heard and then in the middle they had a Keith Urban song when they're riding the bike around Staten Island and then it has that lady's name who I looked up who I didn't know for Feels Like Home. I hated that song for that moment. When I went to bed last night, I heard you watching the movie and I heard it playing and I was like, Feels Like Home. <laughs> God. Um, now Alice surprisingly knew a lot of the words to that song. And I was like, do you know this? She goes, I know the song. I was like, from what? And she goes, I don't know. I just know the words. <laughs> I said, speaking of that song for the shower scene, the bathroom scene, I said... The moment they fell in love. We're not there yet. Oh. You're getting ahead of yourself. The whole bathroom scene is not on par for a week of dating. The music sucks. Also, first sex time in the shower, no. Boo. I did not... Like, you know, as a... As a teenager, you're watching this because that's the first time I saw this as a teenager. And I'm like, oh, it's so romantic. But now as I'm watching that, I'm like, I don't want to have sex in the shower. Of your parents' house? Yeah. Well, you can hear. And if somebody flushes the toilet, you're going to get scalded. And you know they don't got a big hot water tank. That water's going to run out in like 15 minutes. And you're going to be standing in a cold shower. Just looking for a towel to clean up. 
Body heat, guys. That's how they're staying warm in there. <laughs> yep. I, I I would have more problems with the teaching her to ride a motorcycle on a boardwalk. So probably illegal, right? I heard and that written then, down too. And then she was able to drive home after one lesson. Like that's he must be a great teacher. Have you ridden a motorcycle? No. Yes. Like not driven, but ridden on it. Yeah. Yeah. I've never Who's? driven one. An old friend. We'll save that for later. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Somebody that I friend zoned real hard. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. For those listening, Allison is eyeing like Marie super hard trying to tell her telepathically who she's thinking of no she yeah, doesn't you were, know who this is oh, okay so you were staring her down <laughs> no i thought i, thought I was just avoiding looking at I you oh. <laughs> since you're james's best friend oh all right oh i i, I, I now know who this person not. is no you don't okay um i really think that might be it i have for unbelievable uh i have one more yeah. And it is about the motorcycle chase. Oh. On the bridge okay. and stuff. Oh. Like he's looking and he spends a lot of time not looking ahead of him. He like gets up and it's very obvious. Like he like really puts his head in that cab every single time. And I'm like, you're going to crash. Do you think he had a stuntman do that or do you think that's him? I think it was a stuntman. Total stuntman. Anytime you can put a helmet on for stuff, easiest stuntman. Uh, I, I that's a great point though. I didn't think about that, but true. I this has nothing to do with whatever. Um, but I made a note that this was right when M- Matthew McConaughey got his hair back, <laughs> like Stella in her groove. Yeah, because <laughs> do you remember like Wedding Planner was like a couple years before this, and it was very sparse, and like yeah. it was very thick and luxurious in this movie. When the movie was over, Wedding Planner was suggested to watch next. Oh. Which I, I've never seen. I do movie. like that movie. It's Not a good movie. Um, okay. Oh, I might awesome. have one that I see. Um, when they go to the movie theater to watch the Fortnite of rom-coms or whatever. Did they watch all of them? I don't know. But because th- I thought I was like, oh, is it a, uh, a marathon? I wrote down four movies. It's Sleepless in Seattle, Fried Green Tomatoes, Mystic Pizza, and when Harry met Sally. Are fried green tomatoes and Mystic Pizza, they're not rom-coms. I've never seen fried green tomatoes, which also has like an extra name that they didn't write. It's like at the such and such diner or something. Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. Uh, Mystic Pizza, that's a Julia Roberts movie, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a rom-com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, but the dude sitting behind him when she's talking during a movie. First off, don't talk during movies in a movie theater. Also, do you think that guy would have really met him in the... Uh, lobby and punched him out no but maybe he was going through something it looked yeah. like he was really going through something yeah. it really felt like a cameo moment so I looked that dude up to see if he was somebody like is, oh is that the director and he wanted to be in it but it was just some some dude did you see his IMDV photo though he's like yeah. super skinny yeah. or like fit yeah I noticed that too was not the same guy yeah yeah Um, if we're done with unbelievability I need a refresher drink and also a third drink that's why I have this Negro Modella I know. It was an excellent idea, and I regret it. All right. Second drink? Yeah. All right. BRB. All right. Peace. It's okay. 
You hosted a great event yesterday. You did. Thanks. I'm glad you guys had fun. Sorry about risk. And I talked about it today. Oh, I don't make, make you feel bad about it. I think I was the only person who was really dreadfully bored. Oh, no, I was bored. Oh, okay. As a partaker of risk, I apologize. I did not realize. Uh, It's okay. Oh, that smells terrible. What? Did she, one of them fart or poop? Oh, uh, it's probably Minerva. Her. Um, Does she fart? That's a she, Minerva fart. She just walked by and it smelled like she took a shit on my lap. Yeah, that's a Minerva <laughs> fart all the way. Millie's <sighs> are like more. Yeah, um, I know what Millie's uh, brand usually is. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like sewage. It's like like you throw shit in a dumpster and light it on fire, and that's what Minerva's farts smell like. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, they're real bad. It's terrible. <laughs> Does Gouda fart? No, I'm because of what it smells like. No, I'm going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> like every so often, I hear his tummy make a rumble or a little a little poof, but it does not smell like whatever that was. Yeah, I have. We have a lot of gas in this household. <laughs> You're looking cute back there, though. Gang's all here. All animals, all up here. Love to love all, baby. One big happy family. That's right. All right. So, are we ready to get into it with obstacles? Yes, I am. I think this should be a quick one, guys. George? Oh, yeah, I agree. You say it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is the the bat and the newspaper article. Bingo. But then Woo-hoo. you get you get Allison's classic, would they have ever if it didn't happen? Thank you. She would never have been in that bar. They never would have crossed paths. That's right. So, it was a necessary evil to true love. True love. That's right. Mowage, do you... So at the end, they give her the chance. Like she goes into the office and says, I don't want to write this article. So she tries to redeem herself and be like, oh, I've fallen for this person a little bit. I don't think I want to write this. It's not fair to him anymore. He never has that moment where he's like, I'm going to back out. That's a really good point. So that's a chalk on his board for the bad side. Yeah. (sighs) I I was at... Sorry, go ahead. No, that's okay. I was just going to say the the dog trumps all. Yeah. The dog trumps all. I was going to actually amend. I think it's the pride for both of them as their main obstacle. Because after the party, when they both know what happened, they were both equally wrong. So just say, hey, this was a shitty thing that we maybe used to start our relationship but let's make it a fun story to tell the kids or like just take some time to cool off because you were both wrong admit it move on wouldn't you think that there would have been like a little bit relief on both sides though to be like oh this is why this happened like she's not really crazy and he's not really that desperate or something yeah that makes sense too i was like why couldn't they have just like been like oh because there was too many moments of chemistry of even when like they both liked the Knicks. They both had a great time at his family's house. They had good times together that you would think, oh, that moment of, like you said, when you're like, oh, let's talk about it. It could have worked. I totally agree. Yeah. 
Yeah. So you're, I think you're right. Pride is really the biggest one. Don't you go break his heart now. Like lady, shut up. She's going to do what she's going to do. Get your Southern accent and go fuck yourself. (laughs) Hated that line. Do you believe that a 30 something year old man never brought a girlfriend home? I don't know. I, I had a hard time believing that the parents would be like, oh, he's never bought a girl home. Okay. Big fucking deal. So he has a lot of one night stands. So he's embarrassed of you. So he's busy. Like there's a ton of reasons why he might never brought a girl home. I, I just, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. What's that other movie where he lives at home with Terry Bradshaw? And- Failure to launch. Yeah. Did you guys do that? No. Oh. I feel like there's like a, we could do like a whole Matthew McConaughey string. Totally could. Yeah. Do you know that he, he refuses do, to do rom-coms anymore though? Like it, he just says it's not in his contract anymore. Hey, that was his bread and butter for a long time. So I think that's kind of shitty. I feel like it was his bread and butter for a really long time. And then people realized he was actually a great actor when True Detective came out. <laughs> yeah. That first season was so good. So fucking good. It was so good. The third one was good. The th- the second one was good. The acting was good. I just didn't like the mob undertone plot or whatever. I never watched it. it. Hated the end. Yeah. Couldn't understand what, what the like the first one I had to have subtitles on too, but the mm, second one absolutely. was absolutely way worse. Yeah. And then the third season was good, but then it didn't have the best ending to me. But yeah. But no, he was <laughs> so good in that. Who was it? Was Vince Vaughn and who else in the second one? Um, Scooter McNary, I believe. I thought it was Colin Farrell. Was yes. He, what, was he the third person? Rachel McAdams was in it too. Oh, it's Rachel. She? No, it was the dude from Friday Night Lights. I remember Colin Farrell. I no. don't know who Scooter McNary is. So no, I he's wouldn't... in one of them. I, I had the wrong person. You would recognize no, him. He's you're talking about, are you talking about Stephen Dorff? Because he was in the third one. Maybe that's who I'm thinking of. And but no, the second one is the dude. It's three people. Vince Vaughn is the bad guy. He's not one of the detectives. I think he's like right. the, yeah. But no, it's the dude from Friday Night Lights. Hang on, I'm getting there. I'm getting it's there. It's him, Rachel McAdams, and then a third person. Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. Okay. Whose top credit is. that weird Disney movie. They wanted him to play Gambit, I think. His top credit is X-Men Origins. Sorry. Friday Night Lights is fourth. (laughs) Now, boo. I've heard Friday Night Lights is great. Yeah, I know. Me too. I just never. Mm -mm. It's one of those things that like, I'm not trying to not watch it. It's just. Yeah, you have to be comfortable with like Texas football being the the subplot, and it's kind of just not heartbreaking, but like uh, this demographic of stuck in a podunk town. Yeah, you're right about Scoot McNary. He was in. I never knew that that was that dude's name. Uh huh. Scoot McNary. He was in the third one. Mm-hmm. I knew it. I love Mahershala Ali. That's pretty much the reason why I liked the third one. Right. He was. He's amazing. He was what brought you in. Yeah. What are we talking about? Oh, Matthew McConaughey in the first season. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, And how he doesn't do rom-coms anymore. Do you think he's too old? Is it a young man's game? Nah, he looks young enough. Agreed. 
But what do you well, have to be with a, a, a co-actor? Who's like 20 years younger? Yeah. Probably. But see that... I, like a Humphrey Bogart, Audrey Hepburn thing. <laughs> where she's like 20 and he's like 50. Yeah. That, that poor lady... Except for probably Breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't know how old George Pappard was. But she had to deal with Fred Astaire at one point. When she was in 20s, I think he was in his 50s. Like, oh, I am so sorry, Audrey Hepburn, that you had to kiss all these old men. All those old men with their, like, stale cigarette breath, probably. And well, at least like, they never opened their mouth back then when they kissed on screen. Did you see how they kissed in this movie? It was just, like, wide open, suck each other's face kiss. There it's like how Timothy um, Chalamet. No, 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 I almost said Timothy Dalton. Um, <laughs> who the hell's James Bond? Roger Moore Timothy kisses. You ever, oh. see, you ever see Roger Moore kiss? Yeah. He like sucks your soul like it's it a mentor. Looks like I'm a like, fish. Like, oh, stop. Yeah, fish lips. <laughs> it's very like, yeah. It's yeah. like your lips are scissoring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Roger Moore was definitely like I, he was the weirdest Bond. Like I love Roger Moore Bond movies, but like he is not a sex. Symbol. No, the, the the romance part is not not the highlight of those Bond movies. Uh, no, the skiing is. I I, skiing. No, I think Timothy Dalton was the weirdest choice. He he I got there at a bad time. Skiing. Not when you're talking about the Beauty and the Beautician or the be- the Beautician oh. and the Beast or whatever. Can we is that please for, is that for do that movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would we love gotta, to. We got to do that movie after this means war. The Beautician and the Beast. Got it. Done. Love it. Yep. I wonder if Have you seen that one? It. It's a wild ride. <laughs> Have you, you haven't seen it, George? I've seen it a long time ago. Yeah. Okay. I, de- I definitely know what it is. You know who likes that movie? Our dad. No, he does not. I think he does. I bet if we asked him right now, he'd be like, ugh. I know, but I'm pretty sure he watched it more than once with oh, me. That's amazing. I have some great news for you guys. What's that? It is currently streaming on Prime Video and Paramount Plus. Yes. Boom. Fantastic. I was so pissed. I couldn't find the Meg streaming anywhere whenever I was doing with Gorley and Russ movies. The Meg. With Jason Statham. The Meg. Oh, the giant, like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's the, I, I think I was thinking of the, the Duff. Oh, that's still free on Hulu. For anybody who hasn't seen it, watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, okay. So after Obstacles, we got Moment They Fell in Love, which no. George already called. You got chemistry. Fuck. All right. We got chemistry. <laughs> I forgot. Got chemistry third period before. Um. Yeah. So, my biggest problem with the chemistry aspect, they didn't really talk that much. Like, maybe it stemmed from their first meeting and that weird clipped conversation. But, like, he takes her back to his apartment. They don't talk. They sit in silence. But they do have that weird hand conversation about where to sit. Yeah. When? And they're like going to these movies and they're going to games and stuff. Like, do they ever talk? Well, I assume you talk when you're traveling to and from places. I assume they meet everywhere, but I don't know. No, because she knows where he lives. I think at that point you're, you're meeting up to do stuff together. But I don't know. At the basketball game, they're, they don't show them till the fourth quarter. So the whole 
first three quarters, they must be chit-chatting, getting along okay, because by the end they're not like, this is awkward, we're not having a good time. But are you having genuine conversation? Because you're faking it a little bit. What does he know about her family or life? Who knows? Nothing. Yeah. Because we didn't find out anything. So I would say he didn't find out anything. I agree. Um, I, yeah, I thought their, their meeting was awkward with the one word conversation. So I wasn't too big of a, a fan of that. Um, but I did like where he took her to dinner that time. I thought it wasn't like this real intimate place. It was loud. You had to, it was like an activity eating by mm-hmm. cracking those ribs with the bibs on. I thought that was a good idea. So I think they got to know each other a little bit there. It was like a low pressure environment. Oh, is that the first night when they leave and have the seafood or whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But even then they're still doing like that weird clipped question thing. Like three questions, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just digging deeper into this than I should. They also seem to talk on the phone a lot. Like we got some of their conversations, but to arrange dates and figure things out, they did talk on the phone. Do you think? And she was. No, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. I said, and she was at his apartment every night, which may have been a bad thing. Do you think it's 10 consecutive days or is it 10 Mm -hmm. dates? It's 10 days, like consecutive. Have you ever started a relationship and saw somebody 10 consecutive days? No. Like, isn't that like, even if you are super into each other, don't you take like one day of respite? (laughs) Like, I I don't want to be like... I'm I'm married. Like I don't want to be with him like all the time. Yeah. You know? I want like alone time. Yeah, I don't imagine I can't imagine that. Cuz you're working all day and then you're also finding time to hang out each night when you're busy. I don't If unless you're living together, that's very hard. It is hard. I agree. Um I did think that there was definitely like a love at first sight moment for Ben whenever he they the Judys picked Andy at that bar. The Judys. Um, I you definitely saw his eyes like light up. I agree. Um, and she went along with him on a lot of stuff, which he liked, which I think that he liked. He, she got on the motorcycle, no questions asked. She liked the next two, so they did have stuff in common. And she was very much, to me, like a guy's girl. She wasn't super feminine. She had a sense of adventure, a sense of fun. So I thought that related well with their chemistry because he was like that, too. I had a problem, somewhat of a problem with her getting defensive over things. Um, And I thought that played against her their chemistry i need an example like at that dinner she makes fun of his job and then he makes fun of her job and she says something like oh saving the world one keg at a time and he laughed and said something like that and he told her oh saving the world one shopaholic at a time and then she was like 
I went to Columbia. This isn't what I want to do. Okay, calm down. Like a dish it can't take it kind of. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't care for that. Because yeah. one thing that Marie and I always harp on is like the give and take, like the balancing each other out, calling sure, sure, each sure. other on our shit. And this isn't so much of that. But they did seem to be on a very level playing field, like the whole purse thing. They that he figured out why she left her purse behind. She figured out he found the Knicks. So it showed they were on the same wavelength. Yeah, for people both telling lies to each other, mm-hmm. they were very honest when the time came for other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, a problem with me doing this movie now is like I feel like I'm a little bit jaded to it because we see the first kiss. And, like, I've seen this movie 20 times. I don't remember, like, if I felt, like, if I really, like, felt it the first time I saw it. You know what I mean? Do you know what I'm trying to say? I have no idea what you're trying to say. I couldn't tell if it was, like, a good first kiss because I've seen it 20 times. So, at this point, it's just them kissing. Like, the first time you see, maybe this is just a girl thing, but sometimes if you see, like, a really good kiss for the first time, like, you get, like, a little butterfly stomach thing, like, just watching it. Oh, Oh, I I think it was a good first kiss because individually they went into it not wanting to do that, but they kept saying like, oh, this is too fast. Oh, this is too fast. So it showed like they found each other attractive and clearly wanted to get physical, but they were holding something back. I I couldn't tell if it was her playing the game already. I thought that's what it was. Stringing you along, thinking you're going to get some. And, oh, I'm going to make you want me and then leave you. That's what I thought it was. So I couldn't tell if it was genuine of they both wanted to make out, but then also play it slow. Like I read it as she didn't want, she couldn't help herself to some extent. Yeah. And I, I get that too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that subplot. Well, it makes it so hard every time. Of Are they being genuine? A lot of the chemistry happened with the Stanton Island and mm-hmm. how she interacted with the family and then him after she met the family. However, there was that cheesy elevator moment with the poker night where she like finally thinks that she's rid of him. And then she has that moment where she's like pondering, like she gets serious and she's like, hmm, it feels sad. She was very surprised that he came down and got her like she seemed genuinely caught off guard maybe that was improvised yeah maybe it was what improvised oh 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 those fire escapes terrify me Me i was was gonna ask do people actually use those i feel like there's probably some law that you're not allowed to be on it unless there's a fire or something stupid i have no idea it's just waiting for it to move no and how Couldn't he rides do it. it down, like the bottom one, and just slowly goes down. Yes, I think it's cool to see other people do it. I just don't think I could. Yeah, I forgot an unbelievability that I just saw. Do it. Bring it up. Talk about it. Uh, there's no way that that fern would have died that fast. Mm. Ferns are very hardy plants, <laughs> and it would have taken at least like a solid two weeks to three weeks for it to get to that status. What if there were seven dudes sitting around a table smoking cigars, blowing it directly on the plant? I like. I don't. I, you got me. What if, <laughs> you got what me. If, what if he was feeding the plant Budweiser, like he was feeding the dog Budweiser? 
I liked his response. She's like, you killed it. Oh, honey, it's just sleeping. I think that was the hardest I laughed in the whole movie. (laughs) I agree. Same. It's such a good comeback. Mm. I think they did a good they did a good job showing affection for each other as the movie went on and showing how the relationship growed overall. I will say that. The bullshit game was really fun. The the whole Staten Island of mm-hmm. hanging out with the family is the linchpin to the relationship in the movie. Because that's when you yeah. really get to you see him play with the kid and you're like, oh, this like sort of douchey guy is like good with his family and loves his niece or nephew or whatever it was. And oh, like yeah. he's very comfortable with his mom and dad and like he he reads his mom perfectly. Like, I don't know, that's just like genuine stuff. Mm-hmm. Which leads to the moment they fell in love, I think. If yeah. we're ready to go there. Yeah. Because you said it was at the shower. In yeah. And I agree. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. Because she was talking about how she like the house and the family and all that kind of stuff. Do you have moments like that? Do you have like smells that remind you of a house yeah. or stuff? Yeah. Like I can smell like certain I'll smell like water like there's like like the um the sulfur in water reminds me of my grandma's house hmm sometimes like there's a very distinct like oil gas smell that reminds me of our grandparents house like walking down in the basement Mm. and stuff Mm -hmm. um like that's a big thing because i don't hate that smell right yeah but just like those characters of old houses and stuff and yeah. the family members you associate. I, I, yeah. When she said that and she like is crying on the toilet. I was like, no, that's, that's genuine. That's Which exactly right. Is weird. How? I mean, as a guy, like as a girl, I was like, oh, she's crying. Right. right? And, and then they have was... sex. Like, I'm with you. I don't know if I would like that. I mean, unless you got like a backstory of like, oh, her family's dead, <laughs> that it would make sense, I guess. Are you? Yeah. He felt emasculated when she called his penis Princess Sophia and he couldn't get it going and wasn't able to have sex then. But watching her cry at his family's house was really enough to get him up. Randy and he's like, oh, I'm ready to go now. Let's like what? Do it in the shower. What are you talking about? <laughs> That doesn't bode well for things. Yeah. <laughs> he likes he likes to see women cry. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, the Princess Sophia thing is very cringy, by the way. I that was my big time cringe moment in this movie, the whole naming the penis scene. And little big, little big. <laughs> Who knows? Let's unwrap it or whatever yeah. she said. Yeah, but it gave me a fantasy football team this uh, this year. <laughs> crawl, crawl the Warrior King. <laughs> it's an excellent D and D character name. Oh, absolutely! Like I have it in here. So, like, did you know who that was? Crawl the Warrior King. Yeah, no. I like looked it That's up. It's an some, actual person. It's an actual like movie or something. It's from the eighties, maybe seventy eighties. Oh, yeah. I, I looked it up because I was like, at first I thought he said crow. The Warrior King, 
But then he said, crawl, and it's a real person. It's like a, a oh. real thing. I was like, oh. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it is interesting. Yeah. I think it's like He-Man kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, it's not from that, but I think it's that level oh. of like high fantasy. Like the adventures of Remo Williams. Because that's how we do- got our dog's name. Oh, I was like, no. like your dog Remo? Yeah. Uh, who the hell is Remo Williams? Uh, a character played by Fred Ward. Um, our know. mom loved him. And that's why he was named it. His claim to fame in my eyes is Tremors 1 and 2. Yeah. Mm, I think I've seen him in like one other movie. And I was like, what the hell is he doing in this movie? I can't <laughs> wait for the Tremors podcast. Ugh. Halloween, baby. What are you talking about? Tremors. What did you say about Halloween? I think she wants to do those movies at Halloween. Well, he said, can't wait for the Tremors podcast. And we got to do like a Halloween. It's like a Halloween rom-com. Is it though? There was. That is not a (laughs) rom-com. I mean, I think it is. It's as much of a rom-com as Twilight. Well, we admitted those weren't rom-coms. Yeah, I know. But at least those were roms. Tremors is neither rom nor com. But it, they are they are ironically comedic. Yeah, they're like um like Jason movies, like Friday the thirteenth com. Yeah. What the well, who makes those really bad like B horror movies? Who's the character? Troma, like a trauma film almost. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, oh okay. You uh, I mean I probably do if I saw an example. Yeah, it's just those movies that like uh, people do riff tracks and stuff on. Yeah. Like um, Mystery Science Theater. Oh, it's always those uh, uh, level uh, uh. of movies. But yeah, Troma yeah, yeah. is a very popular director. Okay. Uh, how would you feel to this day if your spouse came up to you and just was like, blow. Nobody likes a Mr. Sniffles. <laughs> my mom blow. would make me blow my nose. Me too. When I was a kid. Never since then has that happened to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, my mom would too. But now I actually, like, I tell James to blow his nose. Well, he has weird nostril things. That's different. He has weird nostrils. I'm so glad that you said that. Can you suggest to him to use Flonase No. see that, if he takes your advice? I lived with him for a long time, and every morning is, <laughs> like, waking up with that noise, and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> My rules, if I hear it more than five times a day, I tell him that he needs to stop. <laughs> and it happens usually once a week. <laughs> he does that thing where he puts his like thumb up there. Do his nostril uh, just sucks it. Like, what do you do? <laughs> a poor guy. It's easily fixed. He just doesn't want to fix it. But but how much do you go up to a child and make her blow her nose? Never. I tell her to go get a tissue and blow her nose. Do you give her a spit bath? What's that? Do you, do you give her a spit bath? And like twice in my life have oh. I like really like did that. Yeah. Mom, she goes into the- I feel like I got that all the time. Mom always did that to us. She's a big girl. She can go in the bathroom and wash herself off. That's fine. <laughs> and then get water on the ceiling and the and her shirt. How do you get I'd water rather on the that ceiling? than a spit bath. Did she turn? What? Is the ceiling or is the faucet so strong that it sprays up? No, it turns out after a little bit of an interrogation, 
she had put her hand blocking the faucet. Sprayed everywhere. Because she came out of the bathroom with her shirt wet from the collar to the bottom. (laughs) I said, what happened? She's like, there's just a little bit of water on the ceiling and a lot on the counter. (laughs) But it's okay. Did you ever have one of those um, Shamu things that turned your faucet into a water fountain? No, my friend did. Oh. I never did. I loved that thing. And that would that was the same thing. If you pushed up, mm-hmm. it would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always wanted one of those. I still do when I see them. Then get one. What's no. that? What's the red stuff on your dining room ceiling? <laughs> I, I meant to ask last night. Blood. blood. It is not blood. So because there was none of the trim was red. I was like, did they, did they paint something? There was. We got a set. Of like little acrylic paint tubes for my kid. And when you open them up, it's foil covered like yogurt, Uh except there's no tab to pull back on. So what I was doing was poking scissors in it and like pushing the foil to the side so it didn't spray everywhere. Well, my husband (laughs) decided... You know what? There's no tab. I'm fucking going for it. So he like ripped it open partially with his teeth and then pulled it back and sprayed red paint everywhere. As you saw, ceiling, half of his face, a a new shirt. We found it on the tablecloth and chair the next day. Got on the floor, dog stepped in it, red footprints were everywhere. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Just because you you don't believe it could happen, but it did. That's that is great. Sorry for your house, but that's great. <laughs> Just like, fuck. Does anybody uh, have an iconic scene? Absolutely. That's the sing. It's the duet at the at the Delauer thing. I agree, but I don't like it. It's what you think of because her dress is so iconic. I had that in my notes. The yellow dress with the yellow earrings. And do you notice the yellow earrings that match the stone? Because at first when they only take the necklace back, I was like, did they give her earrings too? But she had that on on already. Huh. I did not notice that. And those, the IMDB facts said those are real diamonds and it was a lot of money. It was like five million two hundred thousand some or whatever. Yeah, and they had like uh, like twenty eight million worth of diamonds on set for that scene because we can all tell, and that's what it needed. <laughs> can just have fake stuff. What is that your iconic scene as well? Uh, you know how you said you've seen this movie too many times. Yeah, I've seen this movie too many times. Yeah, that I'm like, oh, at the Knicks game when she's being a brat about wanting to drink. That's sort of iconic. And I was like, oh, in the bathroom when they fall in love, that's sort of iconic. The poker Playing scene. The poker scene, putting the dog on the table and it peeing or like um, playing bullshit. Like all these things are kind of iconic. But speaking of, I think somebody else has to go to the bathroom. Are you being iconic, man? Are you iconic? Do you want to pause this? Could you hear that? I sure did. She's done. <laughs> she has nothing more to say. Um, Do you no, want to pause okay. it? Let me let her out. No, she can. She's okay for a little bit. There's three people downstairs that can let you out. Yeah, she knows who to go to. Um, gun to my head. If I had to pick one, I think the iconic scene is 
not at the party at the end. Then what is it? I am stalling and talking <laughs> slow and saying that I think it's... If you need me to stall more, I can talk about how good this wine is. What is it? It's a very funny name. I obviously got it because of the name. The name of this sparkling rosé is called Adulting. <laughs> but it is a delicious, dry, bubbly rosé. looks very effervescent from over here. Would you the, like to sample? Uh, not at this moment. Okay. Is that, is that effervescent? Is that what that means? Yeah. I thought, okay. Um, I'm going to say the next game because I always think of getting that drink at the next game and him like running out to get it twice. And it's not diet. I just think of that all the time. It's not diet. Yeah. <laughs> like what kind of idiot doesn't ask, what do you want to drink? She just said Coke. Yeah. She just said Coke. That was she completely just her said fault. Coke. Yeah. If you're going to run out and do that, which is the right thing to do. If someone asks you for a drink and you're on a date, you go get it. I it would sucks. never do that though. Well, yeah, but it sucks, but that's what you're supposed to do. Just saying? It'd be like, it'd be like, babe, there's like one minute left. We can just go get a drink after. Right. Well, that's why the two of you are good, rational people who deserve to be on more than one date. Her on the first date <laughs> is being a terrible person. Um, but to me, it's that. There's so many little nuances to this film that are just so, like, that are just so funny. Like, her pretending to be a vegetarian was hilarious. The look in yeah. Ben's eyes whenever she made that family album. <laughs> Have you ever done one of those where you can like merge your faces and make a kid? No. <laughs> Have you? No. Okay. Uh, we'll we'll find out in like a couple of years what your what I your can, real kid looks like. Yeah. We might actually merge faces and make a real kid, so we'll see what <laughs> yeah. happens. Um. What else? Oh, I are we in final thoughts territory? I don't have anything. No. Do they stay together? Ooga call, go call, go call. I don't know. I think. I think there's a good chance. I think there's a good chance, but they really have to be able to communicate of we both messed up by starting this off on the bad foot kind of thing with these uh, lies to each other. But the fact that she can talk on the George Washington Bridge and like forgive him on the spot and turn around and go back with him. Like, what What are you doing? Like, be be serious about this. I thought you were talking to me. No. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm petting my cat. I know what but you're what doing. Did, <laughs> what did he need forgiven for, though? Exactly. They both, you could argue they both need to forgive each other, or it just cancels out and they don't need to forgive each other for anything. Well, she did the cool thing of being able to write the article and say that she, how she genuinely felt. And she's like, how to lose a guy in 10 days? I'm going to flip it on its head and talk about being a good person and like yeah. what not to do. Yeah. He wasn't able to save face at all. His thing was just a bet of I can make someone fall in love with me. Um, so are you saying they do stay together? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I said. Um, I think they do. Okay. Um, I don't know if they do. Can you hear And this turn? is kind of... I think my decision kind of relies on the answer to one question. And I think I need your guys' help with that question. Um, and that would be, has she, by agreeing to stay in New York, has she given up her career dreams? She was going to D.C. to interview for the political thing. 
And if she misses that opportunity, will she get another one? If she doesn't, is she going to resent him forever? No, it's New York City. It's 2003. Print media is still huge. I think that article is probably going to put her on the uh, yeah, like the the writing map, and people are going to be like, "Here, look, look at I can write somewhere." Yeah, I don't think that's a deal breaker. I think you wrote for Cosmo, like that's the big <laughs> magazine. You should be okay. I thought it was wild, honestly, that she was going to an interview in Washington D.C. Like, how many places are there for her to write in New York City? Yeah, what's she going to do? Go write for the Post? <laughs> okay. Well, then, in that case, yes, I think they stay together. Okay, great. And also, it was, how long, how long was it, It was it the next day that she was leaving to go for an interview? It's murky. Yeah. I couldn't no, tell. Because it seemed longer, right? They, she, Lana said she needed the article in 10 days, no, day 11, right? She needed it day 11 so that it could make it to print or something. And then the Knicks game was on day 13. Yes. So it's so, at least two weeks or so because he like gave the tickets to crawl whenever he was having a heart tart with him, which was very cute. So I think it was like two weeks. No. Maybe day it 14. Was a, it was at least, I would say, five days after. And then rom-com coincidence. He just happened to want to make up with her the day she's leaving. <laughs> if we're talking rom-com coincidences, though, I think the biggest rom-com coincidence is at the dance, or not the dance, but like the gala, 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 whatever. Gala. Gala. I, and gala isn't it the gala, Met Gala? gala. I don't know. It's Gala Apples. But what's named for what? It's Yellow Delicious Apples. Um, What's everybody's favorite kind of apples? Yellow Delicious. I'm a big, Granny Smith can go screw. I'm a big... Um, Humphrey Bogart? <laughs> honey Crisp. <laughs> I honey Crisp knew is, that's what you were going to say. Honey Crisp is the best. And they're so good. Yeah. They are very good. I also like a good Macintosh, but Macintosh apples are very small. Don't like Macintosh at all. Why? Because they're fucking weird. Are they always like... What's the word? Not, not peffy. What's the word for a bad apple? Mealy? Mealy. No. A- yes. All, most of the time, apples are... I, like, I don't even like apples unless they're baked into something. To just, like, have an apple, it's just always kind of mealy and not good. I just feel like... No, I feel my like My track that's... record with apples isn't good enough to, for me to want one. Honeycrisp are never like that. Granny Smith are never like that. Um, Fuji, you have pretty... I have a pretty good track record with. Red Delicious are always mealy. Okay. Yes. No matter I will agree what. With that. And I think that is that the most uh, prolific apple. So they're just everywhere. Given apples a bad name. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Red Delicious are pretty prominent in the United States. Yeah. It's like what everybody gives you as like a side. Like at restaurants when you try to be healthy, like it's always a Red Delicious or whatever. What you're giving a teacher all the time. That Red Delicious. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking of rom-com coincidences. Anyway, back back to what were you talking about? The biggest rom-com coincidence is Ben talking to Lana. Mm-hmm. And Lana being like, oh, you're crawl. And then the two guys going to Andy and telling her to keep up with the bet. What kind? I don't agree with that being a coincidence. What do you think it is? Well, the girls orchestrated 
the two guys going up to Andy to talk to her. That's why I don't think that's a coincidence. I'll agree with Lana talking to Ben, but I don't agree with the two guys running to talk to Andy. Yeah. What, what kind of two, like what kind of friends would hear about that and not go up to him and be like, can you talk to her and take it upon themselves to go talk to her and be like, yo, kibosh this real quick. So they don't talk about it. Yeah. Like that's a great point. That's just a, a dumb handling. And also, what kind of grown ass woman head of a company would go up to a dude after he says, "I want to go talk to her," and not be like, "Do you know her?" Oh, how I'm just gonna shit on this person she's with and assume it's not you. Yeah, that's a very. <laughs> he good has point. two drinks and he wants to go talk to her and he'd be like, "Oh, let me tell you about this sucker she's with." Yeah. <laughs> let me not connect any Put dots. Two and two together. Yeah. We're not connecting anything here. <laughs> uh, I think I like I want to talk about briefly um, and final thoughts, the fashion in this movie, because it was to me, it was all over the place. I love the yellow dress. I loved the majority of outfits at the um, gala. But the, <laughs> I mean, the I think he's really right. unsure. The goulet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when they went to the bar, I hated all three outfits that they wore. She wore that gray dress. Hated it. I hated the green paisley two piece dress. And I liked the pink outfit until I saw it was two pieces. And then I hated it. It was very early aughts. It was very like the fashion in this movie was very like sex in the city. The one like blue and gray polka dot thing she had on. Mm-hmm. My sister had a comforter that looked exactly like that when we were in high school. <laughs> That's all I thought the whole time. I was like, oh, I've seen that before. I liked that dress. <laughs> I liked the dress with like the umbrellas that she wore too. Yeah, I, I didn't notice anything about the fashion. I don't know if it's because when we grew up. Oh, but. I, I don't know. I like that stuff. Like, that's why I rewatch a lot of the Sex in the City episodes sometimes, too, because of, like, the fashion. But, like, that's how... That's what I mean. Like, it was very back and forth. Like, you either hated it or you loved it. Does and, the gold Does the gold dress hold up? I thought it... Oh, yeah. I thought it looked nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. It wasn't, like, a dated kind of outfit. Absolutely not. Yeah. Could yeah. wear that today. Yeah. But I was very concerned about how you keep your butt crack concealed. Is it, like, boob tape? Do you have little... Like a little, yeah. Tramp stamp tape. <laughs> a little crack tape. A little crack tape. I think James a... could never wear that dress. <laughs> I think the main the main concern would be when you're sitting down. <laughs> That's a... How do you make sure it doesn't like... I feel like it has to be the tape. Yeah. But then you're all bunched up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Email us. <laughs> Talk to us about your low cut back dresses. That's right. (laughs) We need to know how you prevent your butt crack from showing. I've been seeing like low rise jeans coming back and I'm like, fuck no. Get out of my sight. You're making a stand. High waisted till the day I die. He wore that weird white like leisure suit kind of thing in the one scene Mm -hmm, I hated. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, there was, I loved her white wife beater mm-hmm. and jeans look. Hey, but then, hey, hey, time out, time out, time out. When's that word going to get canceled? Yeah, there. Uh, when's it going to be like ribbed tank top? Right. How about right 
now. I, I'm in. I was All just right. talking about it the other day because I'm trying. Uh, I'm getting married in a couple weekends, <laughs> and I was trying to wear things that. I'm sorry, I cut you off, Marie, and then talked about something else. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to wear things that my family members have worn, and the only thing for my one grandpa. He wore suspenders all the time, so I'm going to wear those. My it. my other grandpa, the only thing I can remember him wearing is a white tank top. Like he would always just have his work pants and a white tank top on. And I was like, well, I guess I can wear that. And so I brought it up, and my my sister, I was talking to her, and she goes, oh yeah, a white beater. And I was like, first off, you made it a little PC. That's nice of you, but also, <laughs> wait, should, she said white beater. a white beater. Yes. Okay. And that's the, like the nice naive way of not realizing. That it's a bad thing? Like, what are you saying about it? Could you call it a beater? You still have the beat. You're still in the implication of beating. It's not a B-E-A-D. You're not beating the sweat off <laughs> <laughs> of yourself. But so I was like, I think I was like, I think we should stop saying that word. I was like, you should help me be in the forefront of this. And let's stop saying that word because... I, I don't think it's nice in the first place. And no, I'm not very PC no. on a lot of things. But that's one of the things I was like, why Why do people say that? Like, why is that still okay? So here the question is, is it called that because people were trying to make fun of like poor white people or white men? Or was did it come to the forefront because guys were uncomfortable being said to be wearing a tank top? Because that's typically like a girl uniform so that was that the way of making it more manly i probably think it was just like a poor people thing i don't know like a so i don't know though because that is the 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 idea of saying wife beater is you take it off and hit your wife with it right oh i thought it like you were wearing it when you beat your wife that's what I thought. I thought. Oh, the that's the type of it, that's the type of person who, of someone who would hit their wife. Like you're drinking your like oh. after work, you're wearing your white ribbed tank top, and you get mad at your wife and you beat her while you're wearing. Oh, it. Oh, to me, it's like uh, you take it off and hit her with it. No, it, I mean not that. that would, that's the type. Oh, that's that interesting. Be, They're both terrible. That I feel like that <laughs> would be better. <laughs> like hitting her with a tank top's not gonna. It's like when you're in a locker room and you're like whipping the towel and going like. Pew. Well, you never put your belt on of your blue jeans and say, "This is my kid beater." <laughs> no. <laughs> People don't do that anymore, and they never should have. Never mind. <laughs> but no, yeah. So I thought the idea of that is you're hitting her, but not the type of person who did. That's interesting. So... All are bad. The white rope tank top, which is now becoming the norm. Um, you heard it and, here but first. she had unbuttoned her jeans and folded them over a little bit. So like a little bit of her belly was showing. And I didn't like the unbuttoned jeans part. I didn't like the unbuttoned jeans part either. Mm-hmm. It's but I loved interesting her hair. fashion. I loved her hair. When she starts hair to let it go and get it gets wavy, I loved it natural, supposedly. <laughs> Final thoughts? Are we in final thoughts territory? Yeah, that, those were all my final thoughts, so I'm done. Oh, um, I feel like the early aughts were a time whenever men had to have hairless bodies. Mm-hmm. Like, Matthew McConaughey had no hair. I really liked the sidekick drinking the two martinis at a time at that Mullins bar. 
Yeah. I got dragged. What happened? Whenever Andy leaves to go with Ben, yeah, she gives Jeannie, the brunette, her martini. And so oh. she's just like... Throwing them back? Double fisted. And I do have some more questions. But I'm trying to look for more final thoughts. Did you think that that was a lot of lamb for two people? Yes, I thought it was a lot of lamb, and I was also disgusted by the thought of a cherry glaze. I do not like cherry glazes. Yeah. I appreciated him putting a lot of effort into a nice meal, but yeah, the cherry glaze was not good. Um, I don't like sweet glazes to begin with. Mm-hmm. There's an, a HelloFresh meal, not a sponsor that continually like advertises an apricot glazed like chicken or pork and i'm like i don't want that mm-hmm. i don't think i don't want it i don't i don't want the sweet i might i have this terrible thing of not knowing uh, like i don't have a good tongue about like knowing what i like for tastes like sweet savory i know what you mean uh, like a good palate so i think i like sweet there was a really good meal that we, it kind of happened upon us because I didn't pick my meals in time. So we got like whatever they picked for us. And it was like um, a cherry jam paprika cinnamon rub, like pork loin. And it ended up being really good because you mix the cherry jam with vinegar. And it, I don't I'm know. Try, I'm trying to think if we had that. That sounds familiar. And it was delish. The best thing about HelloFresh, not a sponsor, no free pub is they teach you how to make a nice little sauce with everything Mm -hmm. and put it on your meat. And you're like, oh, this is making this meat so much better. Making an aioli is so easy. Yeah. Agreed. Like, it seems like some kind of, like, mysterious voodoo. Like, an aioli. What is that? Like, but then you start to do it, and they're like, oh, well, that's, it's like two steps. Yeah. Alice do be whipping up those, like, aioli kind of dipping sauces for stuff all the time really and they're always real good yeah why doesn't she do it for me she what why doesn't she do it for me when do you ever eat with us exactly (laughs) i don't know we always go out i was like uh drive four hours and we'll go eat yeah um (laughs) no we uh she makes like these sauces all the time and it's just like oh and this is really uh making this much more edible that's nice i have two more questions okay i have one thing do dudes really like candles for chicks to seduce them? I think James is a candle guy, isn't he? Yeah, but Did he, he get that from you? He lights them for smell. Right. Not to seduce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah. Um I I I don't like candles. I feel like I don't it's mind a candles. Cuz yeah. like when he takes her back that first night, he like lights like five candles on mm-hmm. the stereo and I'm like, "Really?" Yeah. I've never had that happen to me once. How, how fucking stupid when he plays. <laughs> it's getting hot in her. Yeah. And he's like, no, no. This isn't a one night stand. I'm going to change it. So he puts Al Green on. And he's like, okay, cool. That's not better. <laughs> That's not better. It's still seductive. Like, yeah, it's a much better song, but you're still the same idea. Like, what are you t- <laughs> Yeah. But are... Are those kind of candles, they're not scented, right? Like the generic table t- candles? Depends. Those are just I would mood. think they're just generic. Yeah. I've never thought about that. I might like a mood candle. It's just like a nice flicking flame. So for my bathtub, I have the fake ones that I activate with like a remote. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. are very nice. You get you get those off QVC. How do we <laughs> feel about kiss cams? Now. Hate them. Oh, I think right, they're set up. Uh, all I could think of during that whole like sports thing, I was like, this is a COVID nightmare. Yeah, the whole every every time I see a crowd now, I think it every time. Yeah, me too. Yep. But I think a kiss cam is a setup every time. I I can't. Is there somebody honestly looking at the crowd and being like, I think they're together. Let's put the camera on them and see if they pay attention. No, I think someone taps you on the, on the shoulder and says, do you want to do this? Uh, but I'm not sure. What'd you get? Do you want to, does she want to say hi? Yeah. Okay. Hi. That's a hard no. Hard pass. <laughs> All right. So. Martine glasses. I got to go four out of five. Same. A little dated. Yeah. With a little four, dated. 4.5. I'm going to raise the average. Okay. I, I go. Not the best rom-com, but it's not the worst. No, but it is a classic and it's very iconic. Yeah. It hits all the yeah. beats of what I want in a rom-com. Yeah. Um, I think the next one that we're going to do is This Means War. Mm-hmm. Uh, we postponed because we wanted to have a guest and George was a, very obliging to that and we let the guest put the calm. Hey, Ooh. thanks guys. Yeah, thanks for being thanks a part of it. Thanks for coming on. Yeah. It's always, you always bring a unique perspective and questions, and I like that. Yeah. Good job. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for having me. All right, folks. Until next time, rate, review, follow. Please check out Instagram at ToastyRomComs. And the website, ToastyRomComs.com. You could submit your questions and concerns and drink suggestions, movie suggestions there, or DM us on Instagram at ToastyRomComs. Um, check out, I'm on a staycation and I've been posting a lot of local drinks, mm-hmm. beers and they cocktails. They look really cool. Yeah. So if you're in Pittsburgh and you're, if you're in the area and you're looking for ideas, check those out. Um, yeah. Till next time. Watch up. A drink up. And cheers. cheers. Goodbye.